Hi, my name is Les James, and I'm here with Sean McMenamin, and we are hosting a new podcast called Man vs. Business. Our topic today, which is our first topic, is a review of possible topics and content. So, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, anyway, so start off with your topics again there at the top. Uh, so you had communication was your first item, right? Right, and uh, it was the types of communication. Okay. Whether it's emails, face-to-face, or by phone. Okay. We'll talk about that. Clarity in communication. We, we, we talked a little bit about this, about how clear is the message that the person is giving, and then how is the person receiving that message. Boy, that's a big one. That, 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 be- that actually might be a good one to do up a simple format on mm-hmm. as, a, as kind of a first mm-hmm. session. Yeah, because the first session I think it might be a good one. Now we've talked about it a couple of times. Yeah. All right, strategic planning. Okay. What does it mean to senior management and then the working crew? Right. We were talking about yeah how they how they play the part. Yep. Um, building the message of the strategic plan and staying on target with the message. So so the strategic plan, like like you were saying, you were oh. building one for your for your organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're here by yourself building one. You're going to present it to the management team. Right. Okay. So, so that's a small, a small group of people are going to lay it out there and everybody else is going to have to get on board. Right. Okay. Is that the best way to build it? Is it, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to have a whole lot of uh, input and suggestion boxes to build a strategic plan. Yeah, in fact, we talked about that today. You're not for a strategic plan. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah, a yeah. suggestion box. Yeah. So, so basically I, what I mentioned today was that we, we wanted to decide on this between he and I. And then once we present it to the, the leadership group under that, it's really not open for debate unless you see a clear violation mm-hmm. of something that's going on. Really, this is just to roll it out there as a finish good plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things, though, and the right people should be involved. It shouldn't be everyone, but one of the things that I was told by some consultant somewhere, but a guy that I liked, so I, I remembered it. You respect him? I respect him, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, was that you You um, make decisions as a democracy. You implement decisions like a dictatorship. Yeah. Once it's, once it's decided upon, there's no That's a good deviation. one. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, you know, especially working in a smaller organization now, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a total of 20 people. I mean, you yeah. know, that's, that's pretty small in that group, of course. Um, you know, Everybody's in everybody's business. It's kind of like coming from a small town. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. Everyone knows what's going on. And so I think that dictatorship theory can get a little tricky sometimes when yeah. you're dealing with an organization that size. <clears throat> well, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. In my organization now, when anything happens for the sales team, and the sales team goes from all the application people, all the field, the field people, as well as engineering. Yeah. Sales, the, the sales group gets copied. So everybody knows when you reply, everybody, everybody knows, which is fine so that everybody knows. But the, this is where communication is a big, is a big issue, and I think it would be part of the topic. <clears throat> okay, who's doing what? Yeah. If it's, you know, you have to, if you think you're supposed to do it, then you got to make that extra effort to say, okay, folks, I'm going to do this. All right? And actually, I've run across that where I said, okay, this is what I will do, and I'll deliver it tomorrow. And next thing you know, later that day, you see somebody else on there saying, oh, I've assigned so-and-so to go do that. Well, didn't you see my email? And that's where <laughs> the difference between email and phone calls. But copying 20 people 
on an email that has to have action mm -hmm. without whoever the originator is specifically saying this is what I want you to do even if you're even if you're not the boss I think it's very appropriate that if there's an inside salesperson that says hey so and so needs in my case a boiler you know Jim in Pennsylvania you call him rather than it just getting sent out saying hey the guy in Pennsylvania needs a a boiler well the business development guy that flies around the country he happens to be in Pennsylvania that day. He's going to call him, and then Jim's going to call him, and, you know, who knows? Then you don't know who's got the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so positively taking the ball is uh, a key part of a successful organization, I think. So what other topics do you have? Okay, responsibilities. Now, this is, an, this is another one that's... Uh, oh, wow, that's another big one. It is a big one, and <clears throat> to me, it's near and dear to my heart. The way I wrote it here was... Um, you know, the, the responsibility of senior management, middle management, and then the working ranks, what are you, what is your authority level to do your job, and, and will you do it inside those, those boundaries, and do you know where those boundaries are at each of those levels? Because the thing is, what, what I see is that, and in an old organization that you and I used to belong to, mm -hmm. you see people needing to be told to do their job right. every day. Yeah. If you're hired for a job, your boss should tell you, hey, these are the boundaries that you that you should be doing. If you're an estimator, mm -hmm. you estimate these things, okay? You shouldn't have to tell the person, yes, go get an estimate or go get a quote for X or Y component. Right. You know, why don't you have that quote? You should have the whole quote. So that's leadership responsibility. Yes, Making sure clarity to responsibilities is in place. Right, but it's also, it's also, it's also the responsibility of the worker person to say, I can do this, uh -huh. and I will do this because I know the outcome that I'm supposed to achieve. So then is the other half of that accountability? Accountability, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think accountability are, is a big topic. Those too. are good words, and I hate to think that they might be somewhat cliche now. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's, it's really the best words. It is the, it is the best yeah. word, accountability, no matter you what know. you're doing, whether it's at work or on a sports team or any, any other... And the strategy that I'm working on uh, getting ready to roll out, accountability is the big part of it. And, you know, I learned so much from where I came from, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, and about accountability and what it looks like when you do it right and what, you look like, what it looks like when you do it incorrectly. Uh, you know, we had a lot of that. So. Right, right. So. And, and what it should look like if you do something incorrectly, how, how, do, you, how do you correct that? Correct it, yeah. Without, without demoralizing someone. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see uh, leadership. The difference between being a leader and being a manager. Yeah. That's always a good one. That is a good one. Leadership on your feet. You know, they have the, the, the famous picture uh, that I think describes that one very well of the group of people with somebody pulling and then the group of people with a guy sitting up top, you know, whipping them. A taskmaster. Yeah, taskmaster uh -huh. type scenario. <clears throat> yeah, I think the definition that I've always used in my mind is that is that a leader is someone who has a job to do and people to help him do it mm -hmm. and they and they want to do it for the ultimate goal and for the leader right whereas if you're a manager the people are doing it because they were told to do it because of their manager right right so it's a matter of it's a matter of their w willingness to do it for the leader and of course, the end result, and they get their paycheck and everything like that. Or are they doing it just because their taskmaster said you've got to get it done? Right. And then, what is the quality of that work if it's just driven by a taskmaster? Right. Uh, 
Um, <clears throat> let's see, how does a leader coach key players along to achieve a goal? That's kind of, you know, helping along with accountability and, and um, figuring out a person, if a person is struggling or not struggling, how do you, how do you make sure that they get to that goal as a leader and not, not as the managing taskmaster? Yeah. And then sales, I, I wrote here. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> and, and you know, I will say that the the sales theme is a theme that that crosses all bounds. Well, <laughs> and it's unfortunate. You know, there's not a lot of companies that uh, think highly of the salespeople, but realize they need the salespeople. I know. You know, and that's unfortunate that they're not looked at as part of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than they should be. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does seem that way. That the sales team, the sales team is looked upon as you have to check up on them. You, yeah. you got to make sure that they're doing, they're doing something that won't do damage. It's like they are the necessary evil yeah, to the corporation. Which, but in without my notes, them, you couldn't run. Right. In my notes, that's what it says. Sales drives a company. You need sales. You gotta have sales. You need sales. Well, and believe me, in the smaller environment I'm in, mm-hmm. the, the the big question everybody walks: Have you made a sale today? Have you yeah. made a sale today? You and know? you know what? That's a good theme to have. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, what have you sold today? That's what have right. you done to help sales today? Yeah. That's right. Everybody's everybody's got to pull that wagon. Mm-hmm. And, and which, quite honestly, that's probably one of the areas that in my past I've not been involved in mm-hmm. with is with sales. So it's very, very enlightening yeah. being much closer to the customer and being much more dependent upon needing those sales because in the past I was always somewhat... Well, somebody else is going to do it and, yeah, and, and I've got to implement, uh-huh. or, you know... Take care of just getting it done once it gets execute sold. Execute it, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah execute it. Um, that, I think the thing is it's a matter of the culture of the company. Mm-hmm. If the culture of the company... Is one that you know salespeople can run willy nilly, uh-huh. sell so that they've got bookings, but be be less than they should be in their completeness, mm-hmm. so that when the scope gets engineered, it's exactly what was estimated and, and sold with the proper margin. Right. Um, if if that does not happen, then there is a rift between the sales team and then the operations team. Well, and you always get into the discussion of, you know, they sell it and then they throw, and then the, they move, fi- they fi- right. throw the fish over the wall That's right. they, they move well, on to the next sale. And there's that constant debate of, well, I need sales to get out and sales sell, right. so I want them to throw it over the wall. But then the other side of that is, well, if they're selling something and it's not clearly defined, clearly set up, uh, you know, all the information is 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 well maintained so that it flows cleanly and clearly into the system. Well, but by doing all that, they're not again they're not selling. Yeah, but so. that's where your answer is right there in the question. I think the answer is it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. The the products that they're selling, yeah. the understanding of what can go along with those products, that all has to be developed ahead of time to hand to the salespeople to go out and sell. Right. So that they're not they're not generating <clears throat> some multiple combination of products or services or whatever that that then is difficult to execute because that you're not prepared havoc within the environment. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's they, true. So that you're not prepared. So you want to be you'll be prepared. What was I watching? And I don't know if we'll do this during the the podcast. I think it was um, 
Shark Tank. You gotta yeah. love, gotta love Shark Tank. <laughs> and oh yeah, somebody came into Shark Tank and they said, "Oh, we can we can custom assemble." Oh, it was cookies and brownies put together, and and the, the three ladies that were doing it said, "We can with the combinations of ingredients that we have, we can have 720 different products that we could send to you." And needless to say, Mr. Wonderful, who's my favorite guy, because he's got the same haircut as me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just sat there and said, "Oh no, you need four products. That's it. Done. Just done. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there and have combina- 720 different combinations of uh, of ingredients to do." To There's do a lot one. of companies that built their life on having a large variety, though. I mean, well, th- that's true. But think about it, especially in the food. You know, this being in the food industry, I can understand where he was coming from yeah. because you've got. Perhaps perishable, perishable items. Yeah, you know, and and uh, stocking. It was these three ladies, and they were doing it on a part-time basis. You know, you don't want to start out that way. That's for sure. That's probably a good yeah, point. Yeah. So good point. So, um, huh, that's you know, funny. just thinking about that, thinking about that, no matter what the business is that you're in, and you and I come from manufacturing and making things. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's there's also, you know, law businesses, accounting businesses, and things like that. Yeah, services, services. So yeah. that that you've got to make sure that. Say for those services, H and R Block or you know somebody like that. Now the IRS has all the forms for them that mm-hmm. they use, but just think about it: if you've got some kind of service that your sales team is going to say, "Hey, we can go do this for you," and then you got to come back and you got to generate a new form to capture all the information, then you're not supporting the, the sales team. You know, that's <clears> true. <throat> that's that's a good one though. I, I, I like that topic. The uh, the whole sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know so sales. We can we can talk about it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. All right, let's see. Uh, targeted bidding rather than shotgun bidding. You know, do you have the guts to focus? <laughs> the guts. The guts. Wow, that, that's pretty strong words there. Well, you know, the guts. thing is, the, the thing is, um, like in my organization now, we're relatively small, and in the past twenty years, we've done a certain industry size of a unit so we put mechanical equipment on the back of say boilers mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so you know package boilers relatively small we can do it chunk them out no problem well i come on board and we're going to grow a little bit bigger okay but when i came on i, I said well we're not going to grow to an infinite size of of unit that we could supply our equipment to right because our engineering and our supply chain is not ready for it yeah so we pick a we pick a a sweet spot. A sweet spot, yeah. you know, that will be, that will be, you know, okay. And the com- we understand the competition, do your SWOT yeah. analysis and everything like that. But when then you have a customer that knows you and you've done a lot of work for them, and they say, you know what, we've got this big job. We've got a big job. Can you say no to that big job? Because it's not in your sweet spot. You know, that was our old company's problem. Exactly. You know, know, just taking on anything and everything. Now, I will tell you that the the environment I'm with now has that problem, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's got that problem. Yeah, if it's in the the area that they consider what they they like to call um, fluid, um, fluid mechanics or fluid hydraulics or fluid... Uh, you know, any of that kind of automation, any of that kind of stuff, they'll take it on, mm-hmm. you know, and, but the problem with that is, is that, that those projects usually start off with clarity of zero, Yeah, you know, yeah. and so the, the fumbling that it goes through to get to the point at which, you know, it can be released to production is, can be sometimes very challenging. <clears throat> well, and I will bring up a, an example that 
I went through today with a guy in our California office who was telling me about an opportunity for a different side of our business that he he led the charge to get a good bit of work mm-hmm. in our sweet spot, but it was it was more um, it was a larger job. It was the work was in our sweet spot, but the job was pretty darn large. Would have taken a lot of manpower. And and um, so he went through this whole thing thinking that they were going to be able to do it. And then upper management said, mm, we can't afford our resources to take care of that job because then the other part of our business that uses the same resources might suffer. Mm-hmm. So now the customer said, we went through this, and now you tell me you can't do the job. Well, <clears throat> here's the customer. It's a refinery, so they've got a lot of needs. So here's the customer now saying, hey, I need environmental equipment. And now the same guy's got to go back and say, hey, I got the right equipment for you. We can help you out. Well, what does he hear? He goes, well, last time he said you could help me out. You, dro- you, you ran away on me when you thought it was too big. How do I know that this isn't too big? And why do I have to give you the time of day? Yeah. So now there's the, there's the thing. You, when, when you do say, you know what? It's not in our sweet spot. Or, you know, we, we, we don't want to support you, Mr. Customer, with all due respect. Well, you know, that customer might just say, well, you know what? i got to find somebody that will support me across the board. They'll, they'll do it anytime. So yeah. that's that's the hard part about having the guts. Well, and especially, yeah, and especially since most of these customers uh, would prefer to have a one-stop shop for mm-hmm. getting getting yeah. some of their serious business work done. Yeah, and, I, and well, and that's talking about clarity, making sure that the customer understands what the one-stop shop is. Yeah. Now, you also need a culture in an organization which, me coming from a bigger organization, and, and bigger organizations in my whole career to this organization being relatively small, how do you go about filling the gaps that would be generated by more business? Yeah. I've got no problem going out and getting those resources and, and have done it before. Yeah. These guys haven't done it before, so so they're a little... We're going to be going through that, too. Yeah. yeah. See? Our backlog is as big as it's ever been with just the systems group. Yeah. And uh, uh, the potential growth is... is pretty large Mm. and so trying to get all that work done with current resources and current uh, uh, manufacturing uh, constraints and stuff it's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to see how we grow and are able to take care of the work and still satisfy the customer right and maintain costs Mm -hmm. maintain costs without it going crazy right because you you know when you expedite something next thing you know it's yeah you know twice as expensive yeah we're doing some expediting right now matter of fact (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well, hopefully, and the thing is, on that topic, and it might be off of, of our uh, That's okay. plan here, is making sure it's right. If you're expediting and yeah. the engineering is right, uh-huh. okay, fine, you don't mind paying that price. Yeah. If you're expediting and there's an error somewhere along the way, yeah. and then you've got to expedite it twice, then that's very painful. <laughs> and, I and expensive. And expensive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our oil company was pretty adept at doing that. Yeah. Two and three times. <laughs> Although we won't, we won't publish this one. <laughs> we might. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, how do you make your own luck? I, you know, well, I don't, I don't get that one. I, you how know, do you I, make your own luck? Okay. You know, sometimes, sometimes you get an order because you, you say you're lucky. With, and just like I always told my kids, you don't make, you, you don't, you don't. There's no such thing as luck. You make your own luck. Okay. And and it's it's a matter of doing the right thing. All along the way, so that when so that when a great opportunity shows up, uh-huh. you're in the right spot, positioned to grab it. You know, many people would just say, "Oh, what a great stroke of luck!" But you've built the foundation to to be there. So, so when it's under the sales topic, <clears throat> what's under the sales topic? You know, what have you done 
making sure that the customer knows what your sweet spot is, making sure that you've, you, you are there to always answer the question. You cannot, if the customer asks you a question five times and you respond five times, that fifth time better not be, hey, Mr. Customer, I've told you four times. Fifth time is, I will give you the answer. So this is funny because this, this sounds almost like the debate my wife and I had on the difference between talent and practiced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had made this bold statement that there's really no such thing as talent. It's just somebody that has practiced so passionately that it looks like it's talent. Hmm. Um, now, I've come to believe that that's probably not 100% true, but I think it's more true than what we want to give it credit for. Because if you look at, you know, a great pianist, mm-hmm. well, you don't see all the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours of passionate you know training and over and over and over again doing um but it's because they had a passion for it so you know i think that that passion drives a lot of that talent but now are there people that have just innate could walk up to a piano and just all of a sudden play a piano, they do exist. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where I do think there is talent. That's where I've kind of backed off on my statement. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you look at, you know, uh, some of these entertainers or anything like that, I think just the amount of hours they put into stuff. And so applying that to business, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. I think that luck and making your own luck, if you're building the base and you're passionate about what you're doing and you understand what you're doing, then yes, you're kind of creating your own luck. Yeah. And 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 it's really not luck anymore. It's because you've put so much work That's into right. it that that things have come your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I, I mean, I, I. To me, that's the way you should always. You should always work. You know, going go into your day doing it that way, so that, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the week, whenever that opportunity comes up, mm-hmm. you're you're prepared for it. And I think on the uh, the practice. And I wish I knew who said it first, but but supposedly, and I don't know if it's been a study or what, but but it's a rule of ten thousand. Yeah. Have you heard that? I have. Yeah. 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 If you hit ten thousand baseballs, you'll be a very good hitter. You will. Yeah. You know, that's and right. you can make it in the major leagues. Yeah. So that's why I tell my son, yeah. hit ten thousand baseballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I think if you're hitting ten thousand baseballs and you're hating every minute of it, oh, well, then, you yeah. might not be the best. That's right. Uh, but if you're hitting ten thousand baseballs. And you want to just hit more and more and more, and you've mm-hmm. got that passion, mm-hmm. that drive, that something that's just pushing you to do better and better and better. Then yeah, yes, you're going to become a great. Mm-hmm. You're going to become a great hitter. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> nine point nine times out of ten, you're yeah, going to become I'm a sure. great hitter. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> ten thousand tries <laughs> until you tear need, your rotators. I, yeah, right. I, I need to. Uh, I need to hit ten thousand golf balls, and maybe yeah. then I'll hit one in the fairway. <laughs> Yeah, don't even get me started on golf. Oh, and actually, yeah, I'm playing tomorrow, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, under sales still, uh, bookings versus revenue. I mean, I think that's a good topic. I'm not sure if we could spend 20 minutes on it, but... Uh, and boy, I could use some uh, training some on training. bookings versus revenue. Yeah, we, yeah, we could do I'm that. having to start to understand mm-hmm. financial information. Finance that's, 101. Yeah, in fact, that's one of the topics mm-hmm. I have on here is finances. Financial for the beginning business mm-hmm. person and a lot of people do that. that a lot of people a lot of um, accounting companies um, may, it's a whole that seems to be a very popular topic yeah. you know so I mean that could be one that we do talk about yeah you know a little bit of uh, 
hurdle rates and well hurdle rate, I don't know how that that might be a little bit deeper but anyway. <laughs> hurdle rates I'm like what the heck well yeah if you're investing you better get a return of a certain oh, of a I certain level yeah, you know okay. before you invest you yeah know? so anyway um, and then I moved to HR topics um, you know I, I guess I, I started with with statements really people are the operations yeah you know that's and I think both of us I've seen a different side of the of the uh, window right now no doubt knowing that our organizations now understand that people are the the real operations yeah <laughs> so they're, they're key and, and how they're and how you're treated mm-hmm. and I think that's where I think I moved into the frustration topic next because <laughs> <laughs> where we've been so. yeah so we have covered quite a few topics and lots of sample content. But just so you know, our future shows will not be as long and we will focus on specific topics. I hope you've enjoyed this first podcast of Man vs. Business. Sean and I are looking forward to bringing you great business information, business insight, and useful tips. If you've enjoyed our show or have topic suggestions, please let us know. With that, we hope you will tune in to our next Man vs. Business Podcast. Mm-hmm.